Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here, and it is Sunday, so we are doing Breaches of the Week. And as always, I want to thank the following people that sent me all of this information, or at least a good chunk of it. That would be Jay Dance, Barrett Peterson, Joe Henderson, and Susan Littman. Guys, thank you very much. And if you have a tip for me, please send it my way, and I will also give you a shout out as you know. Now with that, Let's start in India, because there is some big breach news out of India. The Siberabad police, which actually is probably out of Hyderabad, and that's a really cool name for them. The Siberabad police have taken stern action against the breach of data of 669 million individuals and organizations from 24 states and eight metropolitan cities within India. The police uh, have issued notices to 11 organizations, which include three banks, a social media giant, an, on an information technology services company, an online grocery seller, a digital payments app, and an online insurance platform. Now, the accused individual, Vinay Bardwaj, was arrested for stealing, holding, and selling personal confidential data of individuals and organizations. The data stolen by the accused included sensitive details of persons and companies, consumer or customer data of major organizations, and student data of education tech organizations as well. The Siberabad police... Um, have also asked the representatives of these organizations to appear before them and furnish details on how the companies maintain their databases, what procedures and policies were followed in this regard, and who could access this data. The police are investigating how the database was leaked and accessed by an unauthorized person. This will obviously help in identifying the loopholes in the security of these organizations so that they can take future measures to basically plug those holes. And the police have asked representatives to appear before them in the next week or two to basically give them those details. So obviously a major hacking scandal uh, coming out of India affecting almost 700 million uh, Indian citizens. So that is a huge, huge thing. And so heads up, if you're an Indian citizen, odds are you're caught up in this in some way, shape or form. Moving on. Let's head on back to the United States and talk about El Delanto Healthcare Ventures. Basically, they provide transactional advisory support for the healthcare system. So this is a third-party vendor breach. And so we're going to see declarations on November 5th of 2021. That's right. We're going back uh, over a year. H, uh, AHCV, that's what, that's, what, that's what they're called, quote, became aware of suspicious activity and determined that two AHCV employee email accounts had been accessed without authorization as a result of phishing. Now, initially, they did not believe the incident involved any patient information, but on December 21st of 2021, again, over a year ago, they notified one of their healthcare system's former employees that patient information was present, quote, in the affected email accounts and potentially accessible during the incident. Now, some of the protected health information includes full names, some of our, or some of all the following as well. Facility name, med, Medicaid claim ID, Medicaid client ID, care plan uh, name, Medicaid program, gender, date of birth, admission and dis, uh, discharge dates, medical and diagnosis information, and mental health comorbidity, if, if, if there is any. Now, the two so far that have had to declare is Northwest Texas Healthcare System and also Vines Hospital in Ocala, Florida. Now, interestingly enough, the Vines Hospital statement did not mention uh, AHCV directly, but their timelines match exactly 
with the Northwest Texas incident. So unless there are two exact breaches of a third-party medical vendor on the exact same day affecting people in the exact same way, which is possible for the record, odds are Vines Hospital in Ocala, Florida is there. And if they're not, either way, if you use uh, Vines Hospital in Ocala, Florida, heads up, they had a data breach. There you go. Same with the Northwest Texas healthcare system. We will see more. You know I'll keep you up to date. Moving on. Let's stick with healthcare and talk about Majestic Care because on March 28th, a couple of days ago, they filed a notice with the Attorney General of Montana after learning that attackers successfully launched a cyber attack, giving them access to confidential information belonging to current and former residents as well as staff members. Based on their official filing, the incident resulted in an unauthorized party gaining access to consumers' first and last names, mailing address, social security numbers, dates of birth, telephone numbers, driver's license numbers, and protected health information after they confirmed that this was leaked, they began sending letters to those impacted. So heads up, Majestic Care employees and residents. Moving on, let's talk about Bright Horizons Family Solutions, known as Bright Horizons. They run a daycare chain across the United States. They, on March 27th, a couple of days ago, filed a notice with the Attorney General of Massachusetts after learning that an unauthorized actor logged into their corporate system and stole files uh, containing confidential employee information. Now, based on the company's official filing, uh, what we are talking about here is a third party gaining access to current and former employees' names, addresses, and social security numbers. After confirming, they also sent letters out. I wouldn't. I, I, I hope it just sticks with the employees as bad as that is and hope it does not hit all the parents and their very small children, as Bright Horizons obviously is a daycare center. So these are very young kids from infant to just before preschool or around preschool age. So heads up to you. Hopefully no more information uh, regarding that comes out. Hopefully it's contained. Moving on. I'm going to give you an update on the Illinois Gastroenterology Group. Uh, they have now agreed to settle a class action lawsuit that stemmed from a 2021 data breach that exposed the protected health information of 227,943 patients. Now, this breach happened on October 22nd. It took until November 18 uh, of 2021 uh, to figure out all of this happened. And then basically those systems actually were continued to be accessed until March 22nd of 2022 when it was finally cut off. Now, under the terms of this settlement, if you're a class member, you're entitled to receive a cash payment of $50 compensation or $150 if social security numbers or biometric information was compromised. Alternatively, uh, the claims uh, may be submitted if damages have been experienced to reimburse, uh, you know, basically traceable data, basically reimburse your expenses, trace back to this data breach for a maximum of $200 and three hours of lost time at $25 an hour, up to $5,000 of those extraordinary losses, such as identity theft, and the deadline for submitting claims is June 16th of this year. So if you are a patient of Illinois Gastroenterology Group, go get paid. Moving on. Let's talk about the health plan of San Mateo, because this week is very heavy in the healthcare. On March 17th, about a week or so ago, they filed notice with the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services after learning an unauthorized party was able to access confidential member information stored in an uh, employee's email account. So it looks like it's a business email compromise. We're talking about names, dates of birth, member identification numbers, and protected health information. They began sending letters as well. So heads up if you are on the health plan of San Mateo. Moving on, let's head on over to Oklahoma City University, because on March 20th of this year, they filed a notice of uh, data breach with the Attorney General of Montana 
After learning that a cyber attack compromised the security of current and former students and employees, as well as others that have personal information stored within their systems, we are talking about names, addresses, social security numbers, driver's license, state IDs, passports, on and on and on. They're sending out notices as well. So if you're a past, current, or former or future student uh, of Oklahoma City University, plus staff, plus donors, plus whatever, Oklahoma City University is not having a good week. Moving on, let's head on over to the UK and stick with healthcare because NA. NHS Highland is next up. The Information Commissioner's Office, ICO, in the UK has issued a reprimand to NHS Highland over a, quote, serious breach of trust, end quote, after the health service inadvertently exposed the personal detail of patients likely to be accessing HIV services. Obviously, that's very sensitive information. Now, the incident unfolded when somebody at the organization emailed 37 individuals likely to be accessing HIV services, inadvertently copying their email addresses to the CC or carbon copy field as opposed to blind. So it was an email that was sent out. And now, basically, if you've got HIV services, you know others in your area possibly that have it as well. Never a good look. NHS Highland obviously will be fined. We don't know how much, but heads up to you if you're a patient. Moving on, let's talk about Atlantic Dialysis Management Services back here in the United States on March 23rd of this year. They filed a notice with the Attorney General of Massachusetts after determining an unauthorized actor was able to gain confidential patient information stored on their network. We're talking names, addresses, social security, date of birth, medical diagnosis and treatment information, health insurance information, and prescription information as well. After confirming that consumer data was leaked, they began sending out breach notices as well. So heads up, Atlantic dialysis management services patients. Moving on, let's talk about independent living systems because between June 30th and July 5th of last year, they suffered a data breach that resulted in the exposure of personal information belonging to over 4 million, specifically 4,226,508 individuals. The exploitation of ILS's systems by threat actors led to the compromise of sensitive data. We're talking full names, social security, medical and health insurance details, tax ID numbers, et cetera, et cetera. Now, ILS detected this intrusion on July 5th, reported the incident to the FBI, and now they are currently facing five class action lawsuits as a result of the breach. Really underscores, you spend a little bit of money for defense, it really goes a long way. So heads up to you, independent living systems uh, residents, or if you've got a family member that uses independent living systems, you're probably going to get paid not a much. So moving on, let's talk about my heritage. If you recall, this is going back five, six years or so. They had a massive data breach, my heritage DNA of about 90 million people worldwide. Well, we still have news on this because a district court in Tel Aviv, Israel, uh, just approved a 400,000 Israel new shekel or $111,000 US settlement agreement with my heritage, the genealogy platform, uh, basically due to a class action coming out of Israel. So heads up to you. I don't have more details than that. Um, but if you're in Israel and you used my heritage, you're going to get some shekels. Go, good for you. Go get it. Moving on. Let's talk about Go Anywhere MFT. This is another update. I've been doing them week to week as companies and organizations keep declaring data breaches because of Go Anywhere. This week is no different. And the two that are basically declaring right now are down under. And the first one is Crown Resorts. This is Australia's largest gambling and entertainment uh, company. I don't know if they own like the Crown Plazas that we see here in the United States, but obviously they're huge in Australia. And the other one is the government of Tasmania. That's right. That plucky little island just south of the main uh, continent of Australia is now basically declaring due to go anywhere 
never a fun time. So heads up, Aussies, you're not part of, you're not uh, immune from these data breaches from Go Anywhere as well. It looks like the world is not. Moving on, let's talk about Capita because computer systems have abruptly stopped working at that outsourcing group, knocking out UK's council phone lines and triggering fears that basically the company that runs crucial operations for the NHS and the UK military could be under a cyber attack. Capita staff understood it was understood that they were unable to access their IT system since the early hours of this past Friday and an early investigation has yet to establish the cause. This outage exposes vulnerabilities of critical public services to cyber incidents in the UK and the increasing role of outsourcing companies in delivering those services. Capita is one of the government's biggest suppliers, the UK government suppliers, with a five point, uh, excuse me, six point six point five billion pounds uh, of public sector contracts spanning London's congestion ch uh, charge system to recruiting soldiers for the army, and on and on. And that's exactly it. We are outsourcing everything. Oh, my company internally doesn't do HR, human resources. We outsource it. You know, we don't do payroll. We outsource it. You know, our janitorial services outsource. You know. The those kinds of things, but if they're holding a lot of sensitive data, especially human resources, payroll, all those things, if they're not maintaining adequate security controls and you're not getting attestations from them that they are maintaining adequate security controls, then that's obviously a very big problem. And here we are. And finally, Excuse me. Finally, we have two finalies for you this week. The first one is ChatGPT. Now, I recently actually did a daily video slash podcast on this one, but I wanted to include it here because it is considered a data breach. And here's what's going on. The country of Italy is temporarily blocking the artificial intelligence software ChatGPT in the wake of a data breach as it investigates a possible violation of the GDPR. That's the stringent European Union data protection rules. And that is according to the government's privacy watchdog this past Friday. Now, the Italian Data Protection Authority said it was taking provisional action, quote, until ChatGPT respects privacy, end quote, including temporarily limiting the company from processing Italian users' data. The agency uh, statement cites the EU's general, protection, da general data protection regulation, or GDPR, and noted that ChatGPT had suffered a data breach on March 20th involving, uh, quote, users' conversations, end quote, and information about subscriber payments. That is absolutely true. It, it, it hit a very small subset of chat GPT users, something like one or two percent. But nevertheless, there are a bazillion people using this platform right now. And so we're going to see where this goes. On top of this, chat GPT um, to comply with this geo blocked Italy uh, essentially from from working and uh, connecting to OpenAI systems, the owner of chat GPT. There's nothing stopping, you know, an Italian from getting a, you know, an Italian citizen getting a VPN and then connecting to, you know, France or Spain or Switzerland or another country around there and then routing the chat GPT, but it's down for the country if you just go as of right now. We're going to see where this goes because I think this is going to be one of the next huge horizons of privacy. We are ingesting an enormous amount of data into these large language models like chat GPT and Google Bard. And, and if they are consuming this data and not holding it, storing it in proper manners, we've got a big problem on our hands, just like we do with these social media platforms, although this is a different animal. So we're going to see where this goes. I'll let you know. And finally, finally, 
And this is an interesting one because it kind of brushes up against politics. And I will say it for the umpteenth million time that cybersecurity is agnostic to politics, but we are not immune from it. I don't care what you are on the political spectrum or what you believe. Here are the facts on the ground because we have to talk about the United States' federal government publishing office because about 1,900 people whose names were in the White House visitor logs from the end of Donald J. Trump's presidency recently received letters alerting them that their social security number had been mistakenly posted online in January during an upload of data from the House committee investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol. In other words, the January 6th committee was uploading all of this stuff, and it unfortunately included about 1,900 Social Security numbers. Now, the letters which were sent by the government publishing office and which recipients reported receiving within this past week came nearly three months after the security breach. We're talking about this in January. It is the beginning of April right now, so here we are. Now, uh, basically, during which the office uploaded the White House visitor logs from December of 2020, again, the end of President Trump's uh, president or term, uh, those basically were obtained by the January 6th committee. These visitor logs contained 1,694 full Social Security numbers and 178 partial Social Security numbers, and they were online between 9.16 p.m. January 2nd, that's Eastern Time, through 11.21 a.m. Eastern on January 4th. The government publishing officer uh, office excuse me, removed them shortly after being alerted uh, to the data breach by a news outlet, obviously sifting through that data. Now, the release of personal information, which includes social security numbers of prominent Republicans. Understand, if you're on the visitor list, and this is the critical thing, you're probably a government official or you're a high profile. You're meeting with the president of the United States. I don't care if it's Trump or Biden or Obama and all the way back. Odds are you're not like Joe the bus driver. You know, you are somebody in power or somebody with influence. And these are the social security numbers that got got dumped out. And so this basically occurred as the January 6th committee was scrambling to upload the absolute voluminous data before dissolving uh, basically their um, their committee at the end of the last Congress. Remember, we have a new Congress sworn in at the beginning of this year due to midterm elections. And so by virtue of that, the committee was wrapping it up before the final the last Congress's term ended. That panel had obtained logs as it scrutinized what was happening inside the White House in the run-up to the attack on the Capitol on January 6, 2021. So obviously that is never a good look for the government. I hope those individuals are notified, uh, you know, and, and by virtue of that, I hope it did not get out there, meaning some malicious attacker or, God forbid, an intelligence agency was able to grab those things and uh, essentially run with it. So here we are. Those are your breaches of the week. It's just another crazy week. As always, were you affected? Let me know. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.